0: Welcome to the Points League. I'm your host and commissioner, Sean Murphy. With me, we are home here in Indianapolis, Indiana, at the probable site of the 2014 auction, Fat Dance on Mass Ave.
1: A beautiful Chicago based establishment in Indiana.
0: Truly, where I, I got to hate watch the Cubs for many years while I lived <laughs> nearby. And now. Oh, this is so nice. this is your home it's not my this is home. it's my anymore. home yeah it's not my home anymore you've moved recently I've, I have found my people here <laughs> you have found your people here you've got we've got to do this in a gif because you've got a a hot date
1: well I I keep a roster you, you know, keep a roster much like my fantasy teams there's always some ads some drops but uh always trying to
0: compete has anyone suffered an injury like Shane McClanahan <laughs> oh, God <laughs> no
1: i mean i try to blow out a back every now and then is that it's it's
0: disgusting um yes so tim and i are going to do a really quick podcast here prior to new year's obviously the auction window or the trade window opens up here on january 1st about three and a half days away um i'm expecting matt and rob to do their loan deal complete that so matt should be getting some money back rob will be getting aaron nola back an expensive aaron nola back but a pretty good player um if he wants to go down that path and like i think tim like just kind of handicapping the you know the off season like it's hard not to talk about rob Crab as much as we might try not to Mm -hmm. like we don't want to it's truly the winter of crab yeah because he's got just looking at the, the dollar amount, $604, which is a record.
1: Insane amount of money.
0: And I think for me, like looking at that, it's like, okay, Rob's just going to get basically Garrett Cole for free. But I think when I review Rob's roster, I think he'd be foolish not to go and try to get some quality pitching uh, for a lot of money, like probably $100, $150 plus dollars um you know on the high end but i mean what, what do you think
1: you should absolutely focus on pitching if only because i think you know the league has gotten a little bit better about it but it's been well proven that uh you can you can trade pitching assets at any point in the year um for lots of different prices uh so even if you know whatever things don't work out for rob oh no we don't feel so bad for him He could, he could dump assets pretty quickly and and change things up. So he should absolutely be focused on pitching and, you know, and really focused on how can he use that cash, not only for this year's success, but future year success. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think one of the biggest things is we've gotten a lot better at it, but at times there's a lot of shock value when you trade for a guy on a, on a good deal and we don't, collectively as a league don't account for the residual value in future years potentially for a player so if rob's smart he does that and he gets a league pitching that is ten dollars and overpays uh, a fuck ton for it but it'd be better for him now to set himself up for long-term success if he went that route will he do it probably not because he's going to get in his own way
0: because he's rob Crab. right yeah yeah i think i think for sure like there's five players that i've kind of marked on here that he's definitely going to keep. It's going to be Grayson Rodriguez, Walker Bueller, Vladimir Guerrero, Spencer Torkelson, Mm -hmm. and Luis Robert, which equals $55, but that gives him $35 to kind of maneuver around with the $604. Even even more so. you could keep other players, yeah. But,
1: but like, uh, sure, Luis Robert in a vacuum at $14 is good. Yeah. If I were Rob, would I be married to fucking keeping him? Absolutely not. (laughs) I would would think about moving him and moving some cash and getting uh, any other elite prospect that I could. Yuri Perez might be available, Rob, if you'd like to inquire at some somebody at a at a low sticker price. Nice
0: little subtle advertisement here. Right, but podcast. like that's
1: what like I I mean I would I would hold on to Vladimir basically no matter what. Uh I Grayson Rodriguez, I like a lot too. But like yeah. We finally got a good season out of in a bit here, but, like, yeah, I don't know.
0: great second half. Are you, would you be surprised? It looked like the real deal. He looked better than fucking Guerrero. Yeah,
1: but, like, what is his 2025 season? Who the fuck yeah. knows? So, yeah. I also, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, in a vacuum, yes, this is
0: what, I would, what
1: I would keep and kind of build from, but I would... You, Rob has ultimate flexibility. Yes. So, it'll be interesting how he uses it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think... It, it, and like i said at the very beginning like we don't want to talk about rob because rob always gets talked about but it's hard it's uh, impossible it's to talk impossible to, this year i mean 604 dollars just insane like i like if it were me i would go buy like probably two or three war yeah. pitchers at I mean, minimum food or no i don't think so. uh maybe in a bit thank you very much um but like yeah i mean he's in a really good spot i mean i also don't i mean he's at the one two with bueller and rodriguez but Ideally I think you want Grayson Rodriguez to be like your 5 and Walker Buehler to be your 3. Right. If you're thinking about winning a title, which presumably Rob is. Right. Like, I mean, like it's Well, like, he's you
1: know always always shoots from tier
0: two. Yeah, and as it's been pointed out, like people think more of Scott Vanderpool than Rob Krabs, So like he's got to get over that up in some way and kind of shoot himself from tier 2 to tier 1. Just think is what he's really trying to do. Yeah.
1: He's got to make he's got to make a lot of moves. Um the the interesting thing is, you know, next to him in, in cash, although still so far away, but it's it's a combination of Adam and VJ.
0: Yes, who I think they're in very different places.
1: Very different places, but even still, I wouldn't collectively either of them. They're sort of ripe teal makers in certain ways. Whereas, like if it were you, Andrew, uh, Johnny, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he didn't die. He's just <laughs> not in the league anymore, guys.
1: Would have been, I think, a little bit more interesting how they might have used their four hundred and sixty-five dollars.
0: Yes. So we know Adam's not going to do shit.
1: Right. We know Adam's not going to do you, shit.
0: Like Adam will be MIA until like March eleven. You know,
1: and VJ might, but it, it, it it'll Same. be I think, so,
0: interesting. I think VJ's. I, I agree with where you're going with this. I think VJ actually is the most the more interesting one because I think VJ's keepers are very intriguing and vj has shown a propensity in the off seasons to make big deals yeah so like if you if we like went through this Mm -hmm. with vj i think it begins and starts Mm -hmm. with julio rodriguez like 10 bucks he's in there you're keeping Gunnar henderson but he's also got some really good pitching like he's got uh, george kirby is cheap i wouldn't hate it yeah it was uh, a super savvy pickup Prior to last season. He's also got
1: uh, <laughs> well Sandy's out Scooble. Yeah,
0: he's fucked with yeah. Sandy. Like he would be in a very different place if he had Sandy Alcantara. Like um Yeah, he took the elective surgery and- he's got Coochie he- for cheap. He's got Shane Boz coming back for cheap. Yeah. Uh he's got Bad I saw mapped out before. He's gonna keep Cheria who just signed that big deal with the Brewers, even though he hasn't debuted yet and he's got um and how
1: you feel about riley green or
0: i uh, so i really like isaac brett is um but he, he's got he has guys here to maneuver with he's also got a he's got a bunch of money i i just think it would be foolish of vj he's got to, a,
1: he's got a lot of really cheap guys that yeah. he could he could round out five roster spots with three four five dollar pieces yes in the last 15 bucks of his Trills,
0: Cruz, Kyler or Kyler, Kyle Radish. Sorry, my words. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of good pieces. Um, even if he sells them off, like, he could make a big deal and then sell the guys that aren't going to fit pretty easily, whereas I think Adam and I think Jack's got quality guys. Um, but I, I really like the situation that VJ's put himself in. Let's take a look at Jack real quick. Um, and Jack seems to always be in the spot. When we go into the auction, he's always got a bunch of money, so he's got Bo he's got um...
1: Jordan Walker, if you want to get on that.
0: If you want to, yeah, if you want to do that. I think he's going to keep Jackson... uh, Jackson Holiday. Um... Rosarena. Corbin Carroll. He's going to keep... Yeah, yeah, Randy Orozarena is a good one. Um... He's got Shane Bieber, um, who will still be traded. He's got Strowman for cheap. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, he's got Michael Harris still. Like, there's a lot of easy pieces to fit in here.
1: It's a, you know the the interesting thing is this is an off season of two. There's a bottom and a top half, and how the top half ultimately trades their cash to bring up the bottom half yep. I mean, is the interesting story right? because you have you matt and tom who like can't even draft a roster
0: right now so stands, not, a, not a full roster uh, yeah. no i i, I will you know, say i do think matt and kaiser are in a slightly different spot than i am i'm used to being right here yeah they basically have to trade a good player to even get where i am
1: right so but but it's it's interesting because, like, I don't know, there's no r- real reason that Krabby has to give Kaiser a bunch of money for any of right. these players. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so
0: and Kaiser's got good players.
1: It, it, there's a leverage scenario here that is really interesting and a yes. dichotomy amongst the league that will really shape the offseason that, that I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at Kaiser's team, I mean, you you Austin Riley... He's got Luis Castillo, who's at a reasonable price. Logan Webb, who's at a reasonable price. Tristan McKenzie, even though it wasn't great, he's got Shohei Otani, batter that he's mentioned. He's got Joe Ryan for cheap. He's got some options. Cole Regan's, who I've mentioned on the the pod yeah. with Trent. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Bassett also, like he's like like Kaiser's got a lot of guys that he could sell off. So like, I I think I think we will see that. The, the, the dollar condense, um, for the most part. Um, but see, speaking of Trent, like, what would you do if you were him? I'm sure you've had conversations with him. Well, it's interesting. So, Trent is definitely
1: uh, the guy that loves to play manager, and he mentioned that he'll uh, he do what uh, Fish did when we first started our football keeper league, mm-hmm. and Fish like basically tanked the first year intentionally yes. to just get. Low cost guys take lottery picks, whatever else, and that's how you end up with Kamara super cheap and the yep. other guys. I think Trent is absolutely willing to do this. The interesting thing is, like, Trent still has $320, right? Like, he could actually still be
0: and he's got Jordan Alvarez, team. so you presume he would sell. So, he like, I would presume that he'll sell Jordan Alvarez for like, I don't know, 80 bucks. Oh, uh, yeah, a, a good chunk of money, get up to 400 bucks. But, like, here's the thing Here's here's my pushback. Typically when you have four hundred dollars, you're not going back and spending on the cheapest guys. Cause like you build out of trading in the off season, right. you don't really build it from the auction. Right. Because right. those guys are get and end up getting overpriced. So, like, how's he actually gonna do that? Like, he's gotta go back in and make a bunch of trades. Like Yeah.
1: And and so that's why I mean knowing trend, that's what I think he'll be doing. He'll be trading Ordon and will be like he should, much like the other guys, be trying to take a little bit of money and trying to get some of these cheaper value players off of you, Matt, and Habian likes. Yeah. Um what'll be interesting, you know, Trent has a little bit of a learning curve.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy to you know, learn. He's, he's
1: not he's he's a smart guy, so he can he can read that home runs are worth four points and whatever. <laughs> and right. So he'll he'll pick it up. But I think we've all been playing this game long enough that we we can see Pockets of value at different times, and where there's not. Yeah. Um, So I'm very intrigued to see what steps he takes, like where he makes his choices. As a mod, do you you have a trade already in place with Trent? I do not have a trade already in place. I do plan to try to uh, uh, Mm -hmm. see him soon and work out a Jordan Alvarez trade. I don't know what it is, but I love your daddy. I think he's great. Yeah, he is. And um I would be very interested. Now, I don't have the cash to, to play with I was you know, say, anybody else.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: But um, you know, I would be much like you, I would be okay with going into the auction with not much spare cash. You know, yeah. If I if I've got my cheap, good long term keepers, my bets that I'm gonna make over the next two, three years, I'll I'll figure out the rest along the way.
0: Yeah. And and the frustrating part for me is I thought I was going to be going into the soft season with four really good pitchers in Shohei Otani, Brandon Woodruff, Zach Wheeler, and from Frember Valdez. And understanding that I'd probably have to trade one of them. Okay. But the reality is, well, I already lost Ohtani. He's not going to pitch next year. Yeah. Brandon Woodruff basically isn't going to pitch next year. So now I'm down to Wheeler and Valdez. So now I'm in like a complete overhaul phase. So I'll be frank with people, I'm looking to basically sell at the very beginning of the offseason, and then I'm going to try to go back at the end of the offseason. But this is definitely going to be a transitional se- season for me, in all likelihood, unless I can make things happen very quickly. So there's great opportunity, I would say, for a Rob Crabb and Adam Witten, a EJ or a Jack, and even Gower or Trent to get in there and, and get yeah. veterans if they're looking to compete this year. And like the beautiful part about the league is you can pretty much do it all in one offseason if you want to. Yeah. And I like I, I agree with you that it's probably gonna take a full year for Trent to kind of understand market dynamics, yeah, in our league because it is very specific. But like
1: But he'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. And it and it'll be especially as you know the first weekend when there's fucking Sunday streamer trades. Yes. And and then how that shifts over time. You know, I I forget. Um, you know, I think we've gotten a little bit better about guys making bigger deals early. You know, week three. Yeah. Um, whereas we used to be a lot more holdouts until the deadline. Yeah. I don't know my my it it prayers, right. Well, Everybody sort of realized, like, sure. You know, if I trade 85 bucks for player X now, great, but I can then sell them for 65 in five weeks. Right. You know, yes, that's a net $20 loss, but I got to see what I could shake out with that group for a few weeks. Um yeah. so how Trent adapts to that will be really interesting. And, and how the league adapts to that and yeah. I, I'm sure it'll be really interesting to see how how we treat him in as vultures. <laughs> yeah. To, to attack this, well, which, which may make him draw in and then kind of just like, let me hold the fort here and see how other things are happening and say, well, well if player X got X, Y, Z dollars, I'm going to just hold off and see here.
0: Yeah, and I, I've already told him, I'm not even going to engage him until February because I think it's unfair, but that doesn't prohibit other people from doing that. And he should develop those trade relationships with others because there's a lot of opportunity for him. Um, my biggest fear this offseason... Uh, not that it really affects me, is that Adam Witten's going to do absolutely nothing in that his the the peak of his season is going to come about March twenty <laughs> first, whenever our auction day is, and it's going to be him bidding off Rob on Garrett yeah. Cole, and that's yeah, that's hundred percent true, and that's it.
1: Adam will go like, I just wanted to save my cash so I can make sure Rob paid the yeah,
0: and like, <laughs> what's listen,
1: Adam, thank you for your service. We do appreciate that,
0: absolutely, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's not how you should be trying to win this league or like being competitive in this league and i think there's a chance and we haven't talked about this player yet but like gower you know gower's at 342 what's weird is i was looking at gower's roster and i had it completely wrong i thought he had more money and less capable players but he actually has more capable players and less cash than i thought like he's actually got a pretty decent infield um like, he's got Matt McClain, who I think is going to be a really good player. He's got a Justin Steele from Cubs. He's got Anthony Volpe for Chiefs. He's got Adolis Garcia, who had, you know, a big postseason, yeah. you know, really good regular season. He's got Sonny Gray for cheap. Like, he's got some pieces here. It's just, where is he going to go to fill in, yeah. you know, the rest of this roster with, with high-end players? Like, I, I think, ideally, Justin Steele isn't your number one pitcher. He's, like, your number three. But, like... Okay. That's there, there is some opportunity for Goward to to compete, but like my fear is he's also going to end up in a position where hey, I'm just going to troll Ross for the whole fucking yes. auction, and that's going to be, be that's going to be it. And so, you know what? I kind of
1: like the fact that the yeah. doesn't have twelve guys who are all dialed in the same way. Yeah, the same oh, very different Yeah, it, it's nice. There's that a lot like, of ways to enjoy this one. Well, the guys are just like, you know what? it's 150 bucks now yes. <laughs> yeah fuck you chicago bears he said chunk of um me. and i <laughs> just like you know what? For some people's 300 it's yeah it's a way to spend 150 bucks and have a little bit of fun like bears. Yeah. um thankfully i mean all of us i think are, are doing pretty well off with our personal lives and careers so you know what i i was willing to spend 150 bucks on justin fields uh to Have a good year and it's gonna cost me, but
0: I put a five dollar free bet on Justin Fields as an MVP at the beginning of the season because of your commentary. And uh, uh it's still sitting there on vet MGM. Yeah, and
1: it's just not gonna happen.
0: And it's just not gonna happen.
1: Well, listen, the Caleb Williams revolution is gonna come next year. <laughs> and then once we hire a real offensive coach, we'll we'll get there. But uh, but nonetheless, right? I, I love the like diversity in a way. Um sometimes kind of managing. yeah, I suppose you know. Because I I pulled up the profit chart here because I need to see for you. Glad well, that's getting some use. But like, I, Adam and Jack are at the bottom. Jack, I try as hard in different ways, but like Adam doesn't seem to have any intention of moving off the bottom of the profit chart. He was not So, <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Adam Witten. God bless you, man. I love you. Love yeah. you so much. Um, yeah. So I mean, so he's in great.
0: a new place. He moved to Atlanta. He did. You know. Perhaps that'll hit him differently than other places. It'll be
1: interesting if he's if he's going into an office, he's sitting in that you know forsaken Atlanta traffic. Maybe he'll start making a few ads in the morning every now and then, and 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 spice up his team a little.
0: Any spicing up that Adam can do would be great because that I will say of any team that has money, his team is the most bereft of talent. And I would, he's
1: continually bereft of talent, which is like the most amazing. You know, I think lots of us have peaks and valleys where we hit a few guys or we're pretty good or whatever. Adam's team is always the, like, well he's got these three good guys. Yes. And everybody else is literally droppable. Like yeah. at any given time. I
0: mean his aspirations of mediocrity are just <laughs> dumbfounding. Um I I I don't know what I would do with Adam with with Adam's team. Like he has four hundred and sixty five dollars. There's still a lot of money. It's a lot of, money. It's, a lot of money. it's a lot of money even though you know Rob's got six oh four but like he has like, three people I would keep. Yeah. And I just don't know what he does. So, like...
1: When Adam did this last year a little bit, where he really tried to bid up some guys, and then he chicken it out.
0: So, let me tell you what Adam does. Adam sees who I bet on, and then he just keeps bidding. That's what Adam does. That's Adam's plan. Like, it's, it's happened for more than just one year. Right. Well,
1: but he's... I, I would imagine his... If he was being realistic and not just trying to screw over Rob... He's just like, you know what? I'll just take the eight of the top 15 players, the Jose Ramirez's of the world that are gonna go for 75 bucks. Yeah. And just say, I you know, do I know anything? No. <laughs> do I do I understand our market dynamics? No. But you know what? Jose Ramirez is still gonna get fucking five hundred and fifty points probably. Yeah. So you could do a lot worse, you know, and and just see where the, the plane lands then.
0: I I mean that's probably what he will do. I, I just think he needs to go in with right. some pitching and then go by, go buy the, the offense. But like, there's no one on this team. Like he has Dansby Swanson. He's got Brian Wu, that I'm oh, kind of excited about, he's got some Brandon. Nimmo, he's got the but Kyle like,
1: Schwarber experience at $23. You
0: know, I appreciate him buying Kyle Schwarber from the last off season, but like,
1: Nobody hits a sweeter home run, but nobody it's else beautiful. strikes out three
0: other times each game. Yeah, I mean, and
1: then then you're wondering why you keep looking at negative .75 five every day.
0: And let's be honest, there's absolutely no reasonable reason, which is the phrase that I just used, is really stupid. But like, why is why the fuck is. Um, Kyle Schwarber is still on Adam's team at this point. Like, he should have been—he should sp- have been traded so in the yeah. trade deadline to uh, yeah so. a, a playoff contender.
1: Even if it was for fucking five dollars, he should have. Traded. Yeah,
0: he okay. should just not be on this roster. So, like, I—I I don't know what Adam does. Um, it's a complete teardown, in my opinion. And um, yeah, if you don't listen to this podcast until March, like, <laughs> just bit up Rob because you're fucked. <laughs> um, like, I don't know that there's really anything else to say there. So let's let's go back into the what we were talking about this week with with Rob and Vandy. How did you vote? Uh, I voted for Vandy.
1: Okay. Mostly because I fucking hate Rob Krabby. (laughs) Tell (laughs) me more. Just come on, like, yeah, okay. Congratulations on your one fucking title.
0: Uh huh. But
1: like, and the reality is, like, sure, fine, Rob, I get it, but like. Probably builds up his uh, image and his profile because he just like doesn't quote-unquote QUINT. Yes,
0: um, yes, he does. Which,
1: like, okay, fine. That's one way to play. Like, okay, whatever. But it doesn't, like, inherently make you a manager, a good manager. Because in some years, yeah, the variance works out, and you squeak in, and you're 9-9 nine and nine or whatever. And you win the points, you know, tie break. So, cool. Yep. Congratulations on your fourth place. Well, you know, you made the playoffs. Unless I, I want to make the playoffs, too. Like, whatever.
0: He does celebrate mediocrity but, probably more than anyone in that I you know. know. that know,
1: d- that doesn't, in my mind, it, I, I, I think Vandy is a better event. Evaluator of fantasy baseball talent. Yes. <laughs> and in like on a on a basic level, like this player could do X, Y, or Z, and at, at A B C cost, they are a value or not. Rob is fine, like he's not, he's not dumb or anything, but like he's just kind of taking hacks at the at the baseball but he He gets in the batter's box, but like okay yeah there's no there's no methodology behind it in my mind now admittedly vandy's methodology was also like pound a few eight percent ipas last year um and see how that rolled out. and it kind of like, helped i nice love that guy out, fucking love like, that guy <laughs> but, um, so it, it's you know we're all kind of split here's here's something but I, I think on a individual level. Up- I would trust Vandy's opinion of player X and his fantasy production potential than I would Rob's.
0: Okay, so if you were to put them in a true, like a pecking order, would you put both of them in the same tier, or would you put them in separate tiers? Cause so I think this is where we might disagree because I think, we're, and I'm going to defend Rob here a little bit. I think Rob is, and everything that you said is pretty much true. Like yeah. I, I do think from a player evaluation standpoint. Vandy is the superior player, but, like, there is something to Rob just saying, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever it is. Because I think Vandy can get a little pedantic around player valuation and, like, the cost. or is Rob just doesn't care. He's just like, I'm going to win for the sake of winning. Let's, and,
1: let's just go ahead and do my tier rankings.
0: Okay. My power rankings. Go for it.
1: And I have the profit chart pulled up here because I see it, it on is, your phone. It is the fucking bane of my glad existence, it's on the phone. but it is it is the truth of situations. Uh, you and Andrew are in your own tier. That has to be that just has to be the fact of the matter. Like
0: it or hate it, and
1: I I I do fucking hate it. Uh, but that's just the truth. Then I think you're in a in a little bit of a. A weird half tier type area. And I, th- okay. I think your options are Rob, Vandy, Tom. Mm-hmm. And I would be biased and put myself in there. No. But I admittedly would say I'm maybe bringing up the rear. I have a I have a poor start to this league that I've had to overcome. But I think the last three or four years I've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah,
0: I think Tom's the other one that gets overlooked.
1: Yes, Tom definitely gets overlooked. Um, because he, he he's he's pretty smart about things.
0: Um, I mean, he basically has the same record as Rob, but he gets the same, uh, quietly, the same player evaluation view as Vandy. Yeah. So would you put Tom above Vandy and Rob? Uh, Because I would. Uh, I
1: would be more apt to say, like, if you're like, Tim, you've got to place a bet for Points League wins... Over the next three years, you know, how would you rank those three? Okay. I would probably bet I would actually probably bet Tom first, yeah. then Vandy, then Ralph. I, yeah. okay. so I think Rob is more apt to try something or be aggressive in a certain way, and it's a totally flail on him somewhere on way.
0: See, I, I agree with the sentiment, but my thing is like I still feel like Rob would end up ending up highest because the bottom part of our league oh, yeah. would, would lose to Rob because of that mentality.
1: Right. Right. And that's a, that's the that's the thing that we didn't get to there was like there's a bottom part of our league that has been the bottom part of our league for a while and in BJ Matt Adam you to know, some gray um and I, I think some of it is just like some guys don't have quite the time or whatever to hey, and invest some of it is in-
0: luck or some of it's poor timing like right
1: you just buy a guy and he blows his arm out like it just some of the things happen because
0: like one of the the things that i would say about rob is like so i'm thinking about two years ago in particular when it was johnny I in the finals rob had a really good team that finished in third but in many years he probably would have finished in second but he went against a really good john johnny apple um team that Really reduces his take on the profit chart. Like, I mean, he's negative 220 on here, but like, if he finishes in second, and this is also kind of one of the differences between Rob and Mandy, is that Mandy's finished in like second place like three times, whereas like Rob, if he hasn't won, he's pretty much been bouncing the first round every single time that he's made it there, which makes a massive difference on your profit chart ranking. So, like, I. I think Rob is closer to Vandy than people would like to admit. But I think the other part of that, going back to what we were talking about, is that Tom's probably a bit further along than they are. Well, it's just my opinion. I agree. Um,
1: I, ju- I just, I largely trust Tom Lower to have a higher percentile of outcomes. Yeah. You
0: know, He's got a hot. Okay, you see uh, what I'm
1: saying? Like
0: he he's got the the higher he's the higher four team.
1: Yes, there. Yes, yeah. Another way to way yeah. Hundred like, percent
0: agree. with
1: you. And and Vandy and Krabi are are good and whatever. And and just to say like you know somebody like Jack. I think Jack is very smart about it. But Jack is also smart about it in the way of like I don't I don't want to risk it and finish fifth. I'd rather finish tenth and have money and have options. Yeah. Right. So. And and, and saying, I think Matt, to some degree, too, is also very similar. To like, you know what? If it's not here this year, then it's not going to be here. I'm not going to just
0: kind of ride this thing. Because Matt did basically the opposite of what you and Jack did. He went all in. He did. And he's in a really bad spot now. Right. Whereas Jack, who was a team that I thought would make the playoffs last year and has struggled in this league, is in a spot to contend going in next year because he failed on the season pretty quickly. Even though he had a fantastic offense, even after he sold, he had yeah. a great offense. He just never had pitching. Well and that was sprawl.
1: problem. And the, the projection piece of this is really interesting. How do you evaluate your own team on May 10th when you're one and four? Yeah. And go, Okay, you know, last year these players were here. I really do still believe in them. But is this am I biased against my own belief? Or is what's happening here indicative of what their larger
0: season can be? I mean, what would you have done if you've owned Alec Manoa? Right. I, I mean, got off of the year that he had previously.
1: I'm I, I'm pretty sure I told you, and or Jack, I was very close to sending Jack a, a buy-low offer on him, yeah. and then four days later, he gets to, like sent down to the yeah, person, yeah. Uh, or whatever else, so I, I would've, I was in that like, you know, I could do it, but like yeah, how do you plan for the fucking variance of an alpha? it's just, yeah. it, it, it's tough. Um, so, so I get it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um any any trades that you would cuz I know we're kind of running out of time with you got a big date coming up here in about 10 minutes I
1: yeah you know I try to try to meet with the the local the ladies. ladies
0: yeah <laughs> the new ladies um any trade that you are thinking will be made that doesn't include yourself Oh shit. I don't know. I haven't thought about this. Give you a moment. We'll edit this out. You can play with it if you want. But let
1: me yeah, let's have this, let me let me get to Tom. Man.
0: Yeah, I think the obvious ones his name's Kaiser in there. Um I think the obvious ones are Kaiser and Matt, and I think Matt's already kind of got a deal in place because of the loan situation, but you know, when you look at Tom, he's got so many options. I mean, I think Shohei, the batter, definitely gets it out at some point this offseason. But, like, the thing is with Shohei, it's like you can't put him in the outfield. You can only put him in that Utah spot. So it's like you really, really clog that up. So, granted, it's going to be 575 points.
1: I don't know if I would pick be a trade. I would be very interested to see who Tom tries to hold off on not selling. Yes. Right. Because he has almost no leverage. Yes. No. To, to basically none of them. He's, he's like, and he should have Rob coming to him. He should have VJ coming to him. Yeah. But they're gonna come for an Austin Riley. And does he hold off? Yeah. And say, I love the lineup. I love the price. I don't think
0: You know, you know? I, I think you have so to trade like, an Austin Riley if someone comes for him. An well,
1: office. and and he should right. But does he say, you know, I right. I trade Austin Riley if it's 150 bucks but <laughs> i'm not going to trade him for 75 i'd rather trade uh ohtani for 60. you know like okay.
0: how does he make these trade who would you rather this trade? so interesting. I have, you have you have you have kaiser's roster Yeah, Therefore, i'm giving you 60 i'm i want either austin riley or shohei Otani. who are you more okay parting with let's see and they're both
1: the same price yeah. So, Hence uh,
0: my uh, question. Riley's the third baseman. On the Braves. Yeah, Osiris is going to be D- DH only Util, for the Dodgers. Yeah. Pretty amazing as well. Uh, like, Man,
1: I would... I'd probably... I love Osiris. I would probably hold on to him.
0: Indiana kid. Yeah.
1: Um... I, I i think the lineups are relatively comparable although i yes. think over the long term the dodgers are more apt to add and move pieces and and continue to make sure otani has protection in the lineup but i mean let's he's oreilly has got a cunha on base every time in front of him he's got Albies around him he's got olsen right now
0: They have similar situation um kidding boss
1: i but you know if i'm like really thinking about it which i am right now as i'm talking out loud
0: you have no choice
1: the 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 outfield wall in right in Dodger Stadium is not far. You know, Tommy can I think you know underrated wing, home run part right? Like I think he can wing some fucking bombs over there, and you know, Truist is okay. It's pretty good for a hitter, but like yeah, I, I like it's I, a bigger you know, wall. If you're really trying to assess it, like that that's a that's the difference between a 640 point player versus a 615 point. player or, uh,
0: I mean, that's what we're uh, really looking at.
1: You no, know, something like that. And it's it's three bombs, yeah. you know, versus a double off the wall. Um, uh, I would probably want... I'd probably want Riley just... You know, i wouldn't really intrigued how the doctor uses him. Now, he's not going to pitch this year. But in two years, when he is conceivably pitching... Yes. I, you know, I, he's got a great back. So I, I don't think they're going to take him out of the lineup. But, like, oh, they pretty... Could he have just even a handful of more off days than a Ryan Bell? Right? Does Riley play one fifty-five or one fifty? And Otani only
0: plays one forty-six. I think right? it's legit. And, They've <laughs> already said that they're going to look at Otani in the outfield.
1: I, and that's where I would say, like, if if you're if I the best cash offer I'm getting from anybody is sixty dollars, I would more sell an Otani for that sixty than that sixty for Ryan. That's me.
0: Okay. Thanks. Um... One well, last question. We'll close on this. You're Rob Krabb. Andrew Happy needs money. How much would you want if you were Andrew Happy for Ronald Acuna Jr.? Coming off of... Like an eight hundred point season. Oh my god! And the way I've been projected it's, it's, it's is triggering is the highest projection I've ever had. It's like seven hundred and sixteen oh, points. Oh,
1: I miss you so much, he's
0: Lucuna. I mean, you missed out on oh, miss his oh. best season ever.
1: God, that ACL tear really fucked me. Yes, Fuck.
0: and Ronald Cunha cost thirty four dollars, thirty four bucks here.
1: I mean, listen. I think if if you're if you're Rob and you're the smart version of Rob. I don't know that they, you really stop at almost any price.
0: Well, there's got to be some price. <laughs> there's got to be a price. Give me a number.
1: But but here's the thing, and you and I have talked about this.
0: $70, 80
1: is $90, $100? We, the league, collectively doesn't appropriately estimate the exponential growth at the top end of points achie- yes. like points getters. Um, and the value there is in that to some degree. As you move down the curve, there's so much more a replaceable value. Yes. Um... And so, but that, yes, the, there's 10 points between Acuna and uh, Jose Ramirez or something, you know, maybe.
0: Being honest, there's like 150.
1: Oh, uh, this this year, I mean, but I, I think that was maybe a, a very high-end year for Acuna.
0: I mean, probably um, that's because of the change, because the stolen yeah, basis. it's still on bases. Like, yes. he's just going to but, but, still so many more But bases. even
1: still, so, right, even in some version of some scenario where Acuna only gets 30 points more than, well, points to get her number two. Yeah. Those 30 points are bigger difference than...
0: Yeah. 25th. That's 28th. the difference between like, your second outfielder and your third outfielder. It's generally. a
1: huge, huge difference. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is um, it's like a week worth of points. Those those
1: points cannot be treated equally. So I if I like if I were Rob Grab, I would I'd have no problem going into triple digits. Because I also have the opportunity, which we didn't talk about, to go into a tax and not have that tax feel anything.
0: So if you were Rob, you'd go into a tax. I
1: would I how would How many dollars would you would, go into it? Because it, what is the, what is the
0: test? It's $11 per dollar you spend over 90.
1: Oh. I'd have no problem going at least $5.
0: So you would be willing to part with yes. 55 Right.
1: But you got to do it in the right way, right? It, right. It means you got to get, gotta a, be all- you got to get Acuna as a like almost guaranteed top five player. Yeah. It's got to be, uh, you know, Garrett Cole and some of those, uh, Garrett Cole not going to be a keeper. Like, you get what I'm saying? You have to budget your your $640 appropriately. And I would have no problem taking 50 of that. And allocating getting it towards great keeper players that I know that I have and other people don't.
0: I generally agree with you because, like, of that $604, like he's going to shoot 50 of that at the auction yeah. just us bidding him up yeah. just because we know we can bid him up. Yeah. And, like, that's also the danger of just having $604 going in the offseason. It's like, you're just going to yeah. take advantage if, of them.
1: If Rob plays this right, he should go into the auction with. 320 no more. no more than that interesting
0: okay like, if i if i
1: were him right i i want to have a i i yes i need to get Garrett cole so I, can get, I need to allocate like one fifty yeah, for that
0: yeah. well i think if he's yeah. at 320 he's not getting Garrett cole i think he, he well, probably needs to be at 420
1: a uh, well yeah there's different ways to construct the roster you know um
0: well, I, I guess that's true because like how much do you think Garrett cole's gonna go for at the auction
1: I mean, I think he still goes for one fifty, but like the reality yeah. is, there's only so many guys that even there's even only Krabby, so, Adam, and VJ, if, you know, maybe Jack, right? That are going to bid up to one hundred fifty dollars anyway, right? Yeah. So I think he he does go for that. Yeah. But like, like I'm more apt to to take, let's say three or four roster spots and make them one dollar players. Yeah, I don't even know who they're going to be. But I know that I'm just gonna to wanna to change him out. I'm gonna to wanna to pick it's up about, some guy that yeah, got high. Even
0: though he's not in the league anymore. Like I think Johnny, like if you look at his first third of his season last year before he turned it over, he punched way above his weight because he doing a really good job of, yeah. of firing one dollar players that you know got a lot of at bats that's punched above his weight. Yeah. At least for that first two And
1: months. that's and that's my strategy, right? Other guys would have me more like, I'd rather know that every roster spot is filled with a player that is quote unquote worth. 15 or 20 dollars each yeah right you're like i'm getting a better player than whatever one dollar version of some shitty guy that i drafted i'm more wanting to have i got my haves and my haves nots on my own
0: roster yeah
1: and then i can change out those one or two dollar players i can drop them that's not it's not a big deal
0: it's a one dollar player you can right but, back it. Up.
1: but and that's my strategy is that that also enables me to find value in some guys who had a hot spring training and still come out hot to start the year i don't know what they're going to be but you know maybe they turn into something like yeah. fucking nick castellanos or something that like you know that also ran through these guys like yeah. you know there's there's opportunity there so if i'm rock i i certainly need to get 300 dollars off my balance sheet to get the best players possible
0: yeah and then figure it out and he can sell players back like you can make up some of that money if you do <laughs> part with 300 like wow so if he parted with three hundred dollars, so he'd still be at three or four, which is still
1: still a pretty a great good situation. Place. Yeah, a great place to be.
0: On top of all and the players, you, and then the you already can still cold. get
1: Garrett Cole, and then you still got one hundred and fifty dollars to fill out four, or five more spots. Right. Yeah, we're doing great. Yeah, and and then you're good to go. Like you know, you can get your Nolan Arenado or whatever. Like, I, you know, that that's the way I would do it. But no, well, it'll be interesting to see what he does.
0: Well we really appreciate you coming on on such short notice. Mm-hmm. Whoever well, you want a happy new year and uh we'll talk you and we'll talk to you in 2024. Thanks.